excited to be here again i'm l'oreal r scott i'm a native Miamian, born and raised raised in this great city it's mm. no place like home i practice a lot of different areas i have my own firm the okay. la law firm pa oh so you making money go ahead girl <laughs> we're blessed and highly favored yes. you know, looking Amen for new lessons in 2022 right mm. flo mm. Um, you know, but as far as my practice, I'm basically a general practitioner. I okay. do family law, estate planning, probate, oh, okay. uh, municipal law, real mm-hmm. estate, you mm-hmm. name it, I do it. If wow. I don't do it, I could farm it out. I'm general counsel for other small businesses mm. and, you know, jack of all trades, master <laughs> of most. If Whoa, not all, okay. know, I'll pat myself on the back for that. But again, we can't wait to jump into these questions and I won't, you know, steal the stage too long with a, a unnecessarily long intro. No, I, I, I do it. like that. And you gave me some questions. I'm, I'm definitely going to, you know, ask you. OK, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And now I have uh, Sir Gary in the building. How you doing, sir? Hello, hello. My name is Gary B. Luima Esquire. Uh-huh. Um, born and raised in Broward County, Florida. Uh-huh. We won't hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best part of South Florida, you know. Oh, Lord. <laughs> there you know, so I'm an attorney. I'm a, the owner and founder of First Step Legal Solutions. OK, OK. Um, we do, or well, I do anyway, uh, business and corporate law. Put his phone as, as well as. So he can put his mic oh, okay. up. All right, got gotcha. you. I need your mic on your partner. There you go. All right, cool, cool. All right, there you go. Yeah, so um, I practice uh, business corporate law as well as uh, trademark law. Oh, yeah, trademark so, law. Oh, yes, I got so, I got some questions on that. Yeah, wow. We okay. got to protect our intellectual property. N- nice. And uh, another, a comment on the uh, the lawyers uh, being criminals. Right, right. <laughs> so we, we get this bad rap, but if somebody's child goes to their parent and says, hey, I want to be a lawyer, they're going to be so happy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now. So it's either you hate us or you love us or you want to be us. I don't know what it is, but... Mm. Um, but we got we got to clear that up. But um, for the most part, most attorneys I have worked with, most attorneys I worked under um, when I was in law school and judges I've seen um, have practiced with a lot of integrity. Yes, uh, you know, they, and I do believe I do yeah. say that. <laughs> I, and I never had, like I said, I, I, that's like that's why I said that earlier in the show. I never had a bad experience with a lawyer, but I've I've heard divorce lawyers, and I, mm-hmm. and, I and I mentioned that in, in the show. I mm-hmm. mentioned what. I heard. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, great. Flo, you want to, yeah. you know, quickly introduce yourself for everybody, the plug? Sure. Hi, I'm Flo, business consultant, um, person, personal and professional development coach. Uh-huh. And so I do work with, um, in the community with the various businesses, entrepreneurs, you okay. know, to kind of to broaden um, the conversation that sometimes we don't have. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I like just to put it out there so then we can um, evolve and be better in our spaces. There you go. There you go. So now it was a lot of information that came at me from both my guests right here. <laughs> Um, question, and this is one of my first questions. Now, I know L'Oreal, right? Yes. You 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 mentioned all these different um, areas that um, you 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 work in. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, can that be a little like like working in these areas? Is is everything like kind of bunched into like bunched into one kind of law book, or is like you need to know every single aspect of each? area that you mentioned because that was a lot just now that was so 
I would say that I'm a little bit unique in that uh-huh. sense, um, a little bit of a unicorn. What we find in the practice of law is similar to my colleagues. Some folks find an area uh-huh. and they make that their they niche. Specialize right? in, they specialize right, in right. that area. And sometimes you're told that it, it would be beneficial if you specialize in a certain area because mm-hmm. now you appear to be the expert in the subject Correct. matter. I said appear because that's not always necessarily uh-huh. true. There you go. There you go. So one thing that law school teach you, law school doesn't teach you um, mm-hmm. how to be a lawyer. It teaches it sharpens skills that you already have, basically. Okay. So your critical thinking, your analytical skills, those mm-hmm. are sharpened in law school. Mm. But for me, law school just reinforced and instilled in me the confidence to know that I could pick up any statute or any book. I could read, mm. discern, and make the argument. Um, it, it's also how my brain works. Right. right. So I've been privileged to have a very diverse background in okay. my career. Okay. I've been blessed to have an awesome career. I started my career in dependency law, mm. which is where you represent abused, abandoned, and neglected children. Oh, okay. I was a guardian at Lightham. I was an attorney for the guardian at Lightham program when okay. I started out. I then went to DCF and was a division chief there when I left. Mm. I left assuming that I would have my whole career in family law. Okay. See, when I was in law school, I was very idealistic and thought that I would be a family law attorney, not for the folks that was divorcing and fighting over the toaster, but (laughs) to advocate for the children. For the children. Okay, right. So... Hence, my initial job as a dependency attorney was in line with my vision to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was going to be my life, not necessarily dependency, but advocating for children. However, life teaches you that sometimes down this path and this journey, different opportunities come to you for mm-hmm. various reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I had the opportunity to work in-house at a major insurance company during insurance defense. Okay. So I did car accident cases, bodily injury, and I did property damage cases. Mm-hmm. So I learned additional skills there. Mm. While I was at that insurance company, I was then presented with the opportunity to work for the city of Miami Gardens as the assistant city attorney. Mm. And that opened my eyes to a municipal law, mm. to making policy and legislation, to how the sausage is really made in government. And it was a great opportunity, land use and zoning, foreclosure. It was right. just amazing. So you got a lot So of I had right. a taste of everything throughout my career. Mm-hmm. So when it was time to... You, you had the buffet line. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, smorgasbord. It's there all good. Go. Right? There you go. Um, so when it was time to actually go out on my own and start my practice mm-hmm, I couldn't mm-hmm. settle down in just one area okay. because that's not how my brain works I get bored easily okay. very easily okay. and I'm always up for a challenge I'm a little bit of a nerd I like to learn and apply what I learn mm-hmm. and I'm up for the challenge okay great and that was a great answer to the question awesome. beautiful thank you so much Gary now you said something too <laughs> uh, um, I was interested in mm. which is the copyright oh, the trademark yeah. Now, with my company here, Excitement Radio, right. I did get my um, my logo trademark. Good, good. But can you kind of elaborate a little bit on why that, that's important? For anybody out there that's like an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. has a business, can you kind of l- elaborate on why would that be important? Most definitely. So um, with a trademark, that's, a, that's something that represents your business. It could be a word, a phrase, a design, mm-hmm. a logo. Um, but what a trademark does, it protects the actual source. So people know what the goods or serv- where the goods or services are coming from. Mm-hmm, so when you see mm-hmm. that swoosh, you know it's coming from Nike. When you see that big old M on a hamburger, you know that's McDonald's, that's right? McDonald's, so um, So why is that important with entrepreneurs? So we have these different logos that represent our business, mm-hmm. represent our brand, and um, people tend to copy those things when you achieve a level of success, mm-hmm. right? So by registering your trademark, um, you, let, you put everybody on notice that this is mine, right? right you are right. the owner of it. And if somebody does try to copy you, um, then you have the right to pursue them in court 
and protect your brand, right? Um, so the trademark is just so important. Uh, we, we see that intellectual property piece, and a big example of that most recently was um, Nick Cannon, right? He just got kicked off of, um, uh, what was the, that, uh, Wild and Out? Wild and Out, yeah. yeah. And, so what happened with that? So he was trying to go to another network and shop Wild and Out the show, but guess what? He doesn't own the trademark. Oh. Viacom owns the trademark. So oh. something that this man has put all the time he and basically energy. created exactly yeah. but he yeah. did not register he doesn't ah. he doesn't own the actual rights to that mark so something that that he generated from zero to almost billions of dollars mm -hmm. for that company he can't go off and profit from anymore because he simply wow. did not register that trademark so he should have called me and we could have <laughs> yeah, no, you could have hooked him up hey like, Nick you, you know, gotta hey <laughs> anybody out there also <laughs> we, we, we are live anybody out there who wants to act, ask a question yeah to my panel here tonight, the number is 305-749-6004. We are live. One more thing I wanted to add to that, um, Gary. Like, how many years does the trademark actually, like, wh when do you have to renew it? And is it nationwide or is it state by state? So, uh, the renewal process anyway, it's about five years. Every, um, so, every five years? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Um, you can't extend that to six, but about every five years, you got to renew it. Uh -huh. um, and there's different things you can do when you were during that first renewal, uh -huh. um, but we're not going to get into legal technicalities. Okay. But, right. uh, but with that, though, um, if you register your trademark with the USPTO, which is the United States Patent and Trademark Office, mm -hmm. that is federal. So that's all over the United States, United States territories. Mm. But you can do state, state trademarks, which mm. I don't necessarily recommend depending on most circumstances because federal law trumps state law. Correct. Right. So you can have a state trademark, but if somebody else goes to a different state, it's going to be hard for you to enforce your rights in that other state. Gotcha. Because uh, Montana got nothing to do with California and so on and so forth. Gotcha. So. I had a question for that, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Flo, do you have... I have a question. Yeah, because I know when it comes to trademark, you hear the argument about... For example, um, let's say Coca-Cola. Mm. They don't release their re uh, recipe. Yeah. And people often say, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it work against you. Mm. You know, because then, you know, if you fail to renew, whatever happens, then yeah. because they have, now they have your recipe. They can yeah. replicate it. Yeah. So what do you say about those arguments when it comes to that? And, and that point, um, so with like something like a recipe, whether it be Coca-Cola's recipe or uh, McDonald's secret sauce with the Big Mac, everything like that. Um, so you can't necessarily like protect that via trademark, right? You can protect the name of it, mm -hmm. like the name Coca-Cola. Like I said, a trademark protects the source, right? Uh, so you know where the product is coming from. But as far as uh, recipes, recipes are, are protected in that way. Um, but there are different ways you can protect intellectual property, whether it be a patent, um, mm -hmm. a copyright. So mm -hmm. a copyright is going to protect more so um, medium or content on a medium, right? So somebody acting, you put that on film. Somebody singing, you put it on an MP3 or a picture on a canvas, something of that nature. Um, so there's different ways to protect your intellectual property. But mm -hmm. something like the, the uh, secret sauce, something like uh, Coca-Cola's recipe, we call those a trade secret. And you protect those through pretty much an NDA, right? So if somebody's working for Coca-Cola, you can say, hey, do not give away our secrets or we're going to sue you for X amount of money mm. or you owe us X amount of money. So that's how you keep those things um, in-house. Okay. Um, so it's, it's not so much, uh, it wouldn't be necessarily public uh, information with those types of um, pieces of intellectual property. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. L'Oreal. Sir. Let me ask you now. This is going with the family. Have you ever had a case where, you know, dealing with the families? Because I know with lawyers, sometimes you have to represent your client, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe your client might, you may feel, and I'm just asking this in, in general. I don't know how it goes. But if, if you have a client that you feel like, mm, even though this client, I'm representing this client, but this client may be wrong. Have you ever ran across that? Oh, absolutely. And how do you deal with that? Like when you. So I ran across that, and 
um, various areas of my practice. Uh-huh. But speaking specifically about family law, right. I withdraw off the case. If okay. I disagree with the client's um, okay. position or if the position is illegal mm, there you go. There or you go. not based on the law, then I will withdraw. So, you know, let me back up a second. Contrary to popular belief, uh-huh. lawyers do answer to a higher authority, if you will. <laughs> there you go. It's <laughs> called the Florida Bar, right? There you go. Don't so, play with them. Right. Do not play. That's big papa. And I don't know about y'all, but I was in law school for three years, undergrad, another three. I've been mm-hmm. in school six years to try to get this degree. You don't want to lose that, right? Set for a hard test called the bar exam had to undergo background checks Mm -hmm. to even be able to sit for the bar exam Mm -hmm. so let's just say I put the work in I was shooting alone in the gym as as Drake was saying so (laughs) you wasn't with me shooting in the gym don't come for me so since it took me a long time to Uh get this uh degree uh 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 I will not let anyone or anything jeopardize my integrity so it's something that as a young lawyer Mm -hmm. older attorneys would tell me all the time like keep in mind your integrity your professional reputation is what's going to follow you your Mm -hmm. clients will come and go right so I think we a lot of lawyers and it's not to get on a high horse you know at the end of the day we did go to school for a while we do have some nice sized student loans and we got bills to pay Mm -hmm. So I can understand we're trying to make money. But the other side of that is we Mm -hmm. do have rules of professionalism that we have to adhere to. So if a client is asking me to do something that's illegal or unethical, then I won't do it and I'll withdraw from the case. There you go. And this is off the cuff right now. This is off the cuff. And (laughs) get some of the questions ready, Flo. But this is off the cuff. The late, great Johnny Cochran, who had O.J. Simpson. Mm -hmm. Now, if it doesn't fit, it must acquit. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, to me, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I personally, with that case, I just have mixed feelings with it. I don't know. I mean, I can't it, say did he, did he do it, did he do it, right? do it yeah. but it, you know. But I'm just saying, in a case like that, being that Johnny Cochran, you know, when everything came out, he was in the car mm. with his partner, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like basically. Looked like they was trying to escape. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Right? The yeah. Bronco chase. <laughs> yeah, the we'll Bronco chase. The white Bronco. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, whatever, and now goes to trial, I'm just saying, I know you, you're innocent before... Proven you know, guilty. Yeah. Pre- before proven guilty. Yeah. But I'm just saying, in a case like that, how do you think the law- the lawyers in that case handle that case? If, you, if you're looking at these lawyers and you, you're seeing how they handle that, a high-profile case like that, what kind of comments can you make on that so there's a thing called the bounds of advocacy right it's called what now the bounds of advocacy okay okay so our job as lawyers is to make an argument based on the law Mm -hmm. based on the case law based on the statute and based on the facts okay right so if our client has facts that are in our favor Mm -hmm. and it's in line with the law then we're going to do whatever we can to make Mm -hmm. an argument a sound legal argument within the bounds of legal advocacy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. once we step outside of those bounds Mm -hmm. now we're unethical unprofessional etc in the case that you mentioned you know like in criminal cases that's a very unique subject even more is on the stake or online mm-hmm. because we're talking about somebody's liberty right mm-hmm. they're risking going to jail for mm-hmm. a crime our criminal justice system you are innocent until proven guilty Correct. you're presumed to be innocent and mm-hmm. you have every right under the constitution for your rights to be advocated for mm-hmm. so I think we gotta keep that in context and let the evidence play out the way that it's supposed to right whether you agree with it or not right? whether you agree with the 
at or not. Some of the questions that we used to get, I, I know I did all the time, mm-hmm. is how do criminal law attorneys represent somebody they know? That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's basically my my question. Okay, right? so I'm gonna bring it back to the streets for real. <laughs> okay. So, have y'all seen the latest um, Power? Book of Power. Uh, you know what? Don't Is that the new so season cool. one that just came out? <laughs> I, I yes, the new yet. episode. I, I okay, I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to ruin it. But Method Man is amazing yeah. as a criminal defense attorney, mm-hmm. right? And the last, the most recent episode, he mm-hmm. made the same argument. It's like, okay, at the end of the day, the criminal defense attorney wants to make sure that they're advocating for their client's rights. Mm-hmm. They are not concerned about whether he did it or he didn't do so it. So just they're basically his rights. Yeah. That they're gotcha. his rights. So, okay. And maybe, you know. So that's, that's kind of like how you the lawyer is able to separate themselves you have to to not be like I guess emotional or attached to it just keep it straight business like okay I am advocating for this person's rights exactly got you got you Makes so a you, lot of but you're talking to a non-criminal defense lawyer ah, too, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. but no great answer yeah. though yeah. What, what do you got to add to that oh, Gary? Just, just as far as that um, it's really just on that lawyer um, just being the most uh, as professional as possible uh-huh. like you said analyzing the facts and taking the case for what it is uh, but at the same time everybody has their own personal line as well mm-hmm. so um, I myself I knew I did not want to get into uh, criminal defense uh, uh-huh, for a variety of reasons right, right. Um, but when it comes down to it um, everybody in this country um, has a certain amount of rights mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, representation in court for a crime. And it's not about what that person did. It's just about making sure they're fully represented because everybody deserves that. The second we say somebody doesn't deserve that, then we could kind of break down the system, you know, there saying, you go. as far as um, who, who deserves to be represented and what. You know? right. Great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Y'all, y'all talking like lawyers right now. <laughs> yeah. Y'all talking like lawyers. So you have a question? In, in, yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm listening to you guys. And so I was thinking in terms like, OK, so the rights to be represented. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct. So it's not necessarily the rights to do harm now because, you know, the rights is to protect, you know, us, the citizens in right. general. Yeah. So they say you have a, a client that's like, okay, they say it's a murder case. Mm-hmm. Well, they're like, yeah, I did it. And if I'm if I'm, if I'm I'm released, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. So I just want to, you know. Okay, so that's <laughs> different. For, okay. If somebody yeah. confessed it, that's a wrap, right? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, because since you guys say yeah. knowing that, you know, you represent somebody knowing that they're guilty. Mm-hmm. Oh, if they're telling us that they're guilty, not yeah. that they confess to the folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's okay. what I, that's, that's, yeah. that, I want to add to that. Like, because you do have that, Lawyer client privilege, privilege. where yeah. whatever they tell you, nobody could come at you and say, Well, what did they say to mm-hmm. you? Right, correct? Yes. Well, that's not exactly correct. Well, okay, this, this, is, the lawyer, this is the lawyer answer. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> elaborate please, on please. Yeah. <laughs> See? So, um, it's, you do have attorney client privilege, so whatever okay. you say to your attorney, the attorney cannot go out and say. However, the limitations to that is if you're going out there to commit harm. So, right. we, so we can say something to prevent harm to somebody. Or even in, in the business world, if we're going to, to prevent uh, great financial harm, okay, we can right, say something as well, right? So, I believe that's about the limits, right? right. <laughs> so, with it, so so in other words, yeah. to make it clear, if you have a client and they're telling you something and you you hearing them and they say, wait a minute, what they're telling me is going to cause greater harm, mm. then you have a right. Now, who do you? Report that to like how does that work? Whatever is appropriate, depending on on that harm. Okay, I got so, you. I got you. So it would it would change in that in that um, respect. Got you. Got so you. I myself just um in that corporate space. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm speaking to let's say the CEO or um, a shareholder, a large shareholder, something of that nature, uh-huh. um, and there's they're telling me something that would cause great financial harm to the company, or even uh, cause the company to commit a crime, that there may be ways for me to uh, speak on that you know okay saying, I got um, you to the I got you authorities or to speak to somebody else in that corporation to 
make sure we prevent those things. There you go. But that's only in regards to either a current or future crime. So mm. back to your example, if a client tells you, yeah, I killed him, I did it. You almost have to pretend like you didn't hear that information. Damn, that's hard. And that's then it already, the harm already happened. It, the harm happened. Yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. have to continue to look at the case and build the best defense that you can based on the facts and based on the parameters of the law. Wow. There's so many great lawyer movies. Like, <laughs> as we're talking now, I'm thinking of all these lawyer movies that I yes. saw. Like, you remember, the order. One, you remember <laughs> the one with Samuel Jackson where his daughter got raped and then the guy, uh, the, the, I forgot the actor's name, and he had to defend him. That's a, that's I a, know what you're talking about. I can't think of I can't the think title. Of name, but now I can't watch now movies now like oh that. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Uh, How do, when y'all see? Let me ask y'all. When y'all see lawyer these shows, Law and Order, because <laughs> you know, like I, I know police officers. I've had police officers on here. And I asked him that question. When you see the like these police shows, you know, how realistic is it? Like with the lawyers, how realistic is it when you see them or certain things they do on television? Is it like fifty percent or eh, depends on what show. Oh, so okay. my favorite show was Matlock. Oh, coming man. up, I don't. I'm not gonna tell my age, but that was my I favorite show Lock, coming yeah. up, right? Yes. Uh, for those of y'all who know that reference, mm. but Matlock was so animated. He was also a criminal defense attorney, mm -hmm. ironically, but he would get in court and be going off on people, right? Mm -hmm. You can't do that in court. That's not realistic. You know, the courtroom is a theater. You know, arguably, Correct. Correct. but it's not that type of theater. Like yeah. it's decorum. You need to present yourself in a certain manner. Mm -hmm. So the TV shows where you see people going off and objection your honor mm -hmm. oh what was the other the um you can't handle the truth what movie was <laughs> oh, <laughs> you want oh, the truth yeah, yeah. you can't handle the truth <laughs> that would never <laughs> that's not supposed to happen oh, in real a, life i won't say it would never happen in real yeah. life it's not supposed uh -huh. to happen in real life yeah. but the law and order series ironically how they handle evidence and how they present in the courtroom mm. is very close to factual okay when i was in law school we used to actually watch oh, yeah. law and order to oh. help us learn how to practically apply objections wow. and how to uh, how to make sure we move evidence in properly in court that's great that, that's goes, great. that goes back to um the diversity that you have when you have a law degree because mm -hmm. a lot of lawyers do write for these shows mm -hmm. right so you do get some accuracies to that but i would say law school has ruined a lot of these shows for me mm -hmm. because like i already know like i've probably solved the case in the first five minutes <laughs> right. and then when i see something and a lawyer takes forever to do it i'm like yo Why like you <laughs> just just it's, it's in the file right there <laughs> The file is in like, front yeah, of you. Nah. You know, so it's just, um, but it, it is pretty cool because you can tell when a show is really well written. Uh -huh. um, but they got some JDs and some lawyers back there typing. I know Power definitely has some good lawyers. Uh -huh. Power does. I'm you telling know? you. Yes. I'm not, y'all told me not to spoil the news. No, no, listen, listen. I'm not that type. I'm, I'm like, you could tell me and I still go watch the movie. <laughs> so let me ask about this. In your field, do y'all do the pro bono? Do y'all do pro bono? And for people who don't know what that is, can y'all break that down for them? So pro bono is basically where an attorney is handling your case for free. Uh -huh. Pro bono means free. Um, and so why would an attorney do that? Like, what would be the reasons? It's plenty of reasons. You know, uh -huh. um, how can I best say this? People think that lawyers are not accessible, uh -huh. meaning they think they can't afford a lawyer. And that's not necessarily true. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of great lawyers, not just solo practitioners like myself, but a lot of great lawyers who are willing to work with clients depending on what the case is. Right. right, right. So for some of some folks who are unable to really afford a lawyer, then some attorneys may do free work and say, OK, I'll take care of this. I, I'm not going to you know, I won't. 
mm-hmm. say the percentage or the number of those attorneys. Normally, it's usually through an organization or an entity. So, for example, mm-hmm. Legal Services of Greater Miami offers um, reduced rates okay. for their clients. Other organizations like the Wilkie D. Ferguson Junior Bar Association, who just receives a pro bono award uh, recognition by the Florida Bar, offers clinics for the mm. community where they allow folks to come out, get one-on-one consultation with lawyers for free. Who are the lawyers that are doing this? Is it like just anybody can do it? Like, can you you just you can just show up and That's say, I want to, yes. I, I want to, you know, donate some of my services to yes. help out. Okay, so anybody could, yeah. any lawyer, I should say, can do that. Any yeah. lawyer can do that in okay. any area. And the uh-huh. Florida Bar has a pro bono. It's not necessarily a requirement. It's just that it's, you report. It's a suggestion. It's a suggestion. <laughs> you report the amount of pro yeah. bono that that you do. So kind of like doing community service. Yeah, yes. right. they encourage you to do it, but it's not a requirement. Uh-huh. But like I said, the bar associations definitely do uh-huh. especially the black bar associations mm-hmm. we try to make sure that we are available um for our community okay and that's to, great to add on to that my first internship uh-huh. uh, was with the uh, legal aid of south florida in broward county uh-huh and um definitely see the impact that pro bono um services mm. do have on the community uh, firsthand because a lot of people are in a lot of uh, messed up situations yeah, yeah, yeah. and um as you said you know we have that rap as far as um some lawyers being shysty um, criminals X, Y, and Z, but at the same time, the the biggest uh, stigma we have is lawyers are expensive. Very right? expensive. So we're um, a lot of people are deterred. That's to like even, the stigma, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people are deterred from even calling a law office. So having those services available pro bono, um, even if it be um, a nonprofit or a, a, a some sort of bar association, um, at least uh, making that more accessible to the community, so people can get competent um, representation and get mm-hmm. out of uh, a lot of sticky uh, legal s- situations. With that. But can I say something real quick about attorneys being expensive? You pay for what's important to you, just like you dedicate your time to what's important to you. Ah. So I think we should put it in perspective. You know, let's let's take estate planning, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, Some folks, when they're doing their estate planning, you're either looking to get a will, to get some deeds, to get um, the power of attorney, whatever it is that you think you need for you and your family, for your estate planning needs. Some people may gawk at the fee an attorney would charge them for that. And to us, it may be something like reasonable or nominal, right? Mm-hmm. It may be under 2000 and that is reasonable for the package. Correct. Now, Correct. just saying 2000 people get sticker shock, oh, yeah. right? Bye, 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 bye. But then they need to put this in proper perspective. When you pass, and one of these days, we all are going to see glory, right? Mm-hmm. One of these days, soon mm-hmm. and very soon, I'm going to see the Lord. <laughs> so when you pass, if you don't have a proper estate plan in place, then you are leaving your heirs, your beneficiaries, to later have to go and basically clean up the housekeeping that you didn't do because mm. you didn't want to pay the two Gs, right? Correct. So they're going to have to pay for a lawyer, pay mm-hmm. for the probate process, Pay for filing fees. Pay, 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 pay. So it's either pay now or pay later. Oh, yeah. And I think people need to put that in perspective. And pay, and pay later probably going to end more. up more, and right? Absolutely. A whole lot more. Pay, pay more, right. And absolutely. I think, and, and speaking about our community, mm-hmm. I feel like our community does not handle their business. That's the estate planning. The estate planning, having health, like well, what is called life insurance right. and like you said, if if you're entrepreneur, we got a lot of young black entrepreneurs now. 
if they're not getting their paperwork right, they yeah. they they kind of skipping steps in. I think we should Most, definitely. And, and that's more common than you think. Uh-huh. People like Prince and what Diana right. Ross, oh, they yeah. die without a state plan. Right. Aretha wow. Franklin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I said, not a new thing. I didn't even kill her. Aretha Franklin. It's a big name. Long life and blessings. You know, I mean, correct. But definitely so. We need to, but that's the thing, though. So you already know around 5% of attorneys are black, right? Right, right. So a lot of us are not even in the space to even practice estate planning law. So right. we're not even as accessible, mm-hmm. right? So accessibility, we have the um, the stigma, we have the expense aspect of it, and then at the same time, who's in your community who's actually an attorney, right? Um, and then so you said 5%? Of- only 5%. Wow. Out of a, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> out of a 100%. Is it nationwide? Nationwide. Nationwide. Oh, You're yeah. saying uh, out of 100%. We, we, this is the pie now. Mm-hmm. This is the pie. 100%. <laughs> yeah. You're saying throughout the country, mm-hmm. only 5%? Only 5%. And are it, black lawyers? And then with that 5%, majority of us are in personal injury, um, criminal, criminal defense, defense. Uh, something dealing with family law or social work, or um, insurance defense as well. So when we talk about different spaces, we talk about we need to build black businesses. I myself do, you know, right. corporate and business law. Uh-huh. We talk about estate planning. We talk about um, tax law that affects us. We talk about constitutional rights, like um, that uh, riot act that was recently passed. Right. We can't uh, uh-huh. protest, um, and, and all these different things, all these different areas of law. Uh, we're not necessarily represented because there's not even a lot of us to begin with, and a lot of us aren't even exposed to that different areas. So we can't even go back to our communities and say, hey, do X, Y, and Z. Let me ask you, why would you guys, what would be the reason why blacks are not represented more in the lawyer field? Like, why is it so low? So I'm not sure about the statistics in Florida, the okay. state of Florida. So uh-huh. the last time we looked, I think it was like 13% of all lawyers are uh, people of color, right? Wow. African American, which is still low in the state of Florida, right? Right. But then you, when we say these type of statistics, we have to kind of compare that to the mm-hmm. overall population. What is the overall population of Black folks in mm-hmm. the state of Florida? Okay. Okay. So in Miami-Dade County, for example, I think we were also at about 14, 15 percent, uh, according gotcha. to the last. I got gotcha. So it's not a surprise if overall our population is only about 14, 15 percent, right? Mm, That the number of lawyers would then be what it is. So it's a lot of reasons why um, we the area of law needs to be a little bit more diverse, right? Um, And there are a lot of institutional barriers that occur. We all understand the remnants of slavery still affect us today, right? Right, right. So when we say, why aren't there more black attorneys? Well, there is a plethora of reasons. Where do you want me to start? Mm -hmm. It's because our people are not exposed. So even Mm -hmm. when there are lawyers, you're... Some folks, this is the reason why they argue against desegregation, right? Back in the day before we had uh, desegregation, your neighbors were the doctors, the lawyers, the teachers, right. all the other professionals. Now it's not as common. These these honored professions are not being as honored or revered. It's easier to be the athlete or the uh, entertainer. And I don't mean easier. I mean, we see that as celebrated more, celebrated more. Everybody want to be a rapper now. But go everybody ahead. wants to, you know, let's let's take it to the streets. Everybody wants to be on a quick come up and make yes. that quick money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I want drip. You want drip. OK, that sounds great. But in our profession, you really have to put in the work you before you, you get the drink, you right? Go. And I don't think that that is stressed enough. Kids want an easy come up. Right. So if all they see 
around them is the way I can make money and get out the hood yeah. is to be an athlete or an entertainer, then that's what they're going to aspire to, right? So it has to start young. We have to start exposing our children to these opportunities. Mm. You can be a lawyer. You can be a judge. You can be whatever it is that you want to be. Here is someone who looks like you that's accomplishing that. So we have to do a better job as a community. Once we do that now, there's a whole bunch of hurdles. We have to mentor these kids and actually prepare them to be successful in undergrad, to be successful in law school, to pass that bar. Once you get in the profession, let me teach you the game on how to stay at that big firm if that's what you want to do or to be the best trademark attorney that you want to be. So we have to continue to nurture and mentor our up and coming. To me, that's the reason why there's a lack of diversity in the the field. Mm -hmm. Now, we're working on it. Things look a little bit, you know, different. Uh, Gender-wise, it's about Mm -hmm. 50-50 male-female attorneys. But when we talk about the number of black lawyers... We really need to look at that number of black law students and get that pipeline to the profession going. Go. I like that. Anything so, you want to add to that, Gary? Um, with that, I would say, like, um, just being in South Florida, the biggest thing um, when we are in our community is talking about, like, football, right? Just to get out the hood. Everybody knows a football player. You, you, you name any high school, they know a football player went to that. That's it. But what That's all I know. What engineer, what teacher, what professor, what mm-hmm. business owners went to those schools because mm-hmm. we're not going back there to speak. Mm-hmm. And I do make it a point for myself to go back and speak at um, different high schools, not just the ones I okay. went to, but um, different high schools, different communities, different um, things, not just to inspire them to be an attorney, but just to see that somebody did something different. Right. So once they see different things, um, like you said, exposure, mm-hmm. um, they make it tangible because these athletes, they come back and talk all the time. Mm-hmm. Once their season is over, they're back at their high school talking mm-hmm. to their coach. Makes donating. a lot of sense. Yes. So we have to do we have to do the same thing. You know right. what I'm saying? Not necessarily to compete, but in a sense of showing them something. Showing different. Showing them something different. Yeah. That talented tenth that Du Bois talks about mm-hmm. really actually needs to reach back down. Like reread what he mm-hmm. meant by talented tenth. Yeah. Right. Yes. Reach down and give back. Now that you've uh, accumulated the accolades. Give back and reach back and help somebody else out. I appreciate that answer because you're right. I think this younger generation, they need to see other right. other things other than Cardi B and, you know, <laughs> Drake. And, you know, they, they need to see other things to see, like you said, people same color as them doing other things. So you are correct. Yeah, you Flo, want me we a <laughs> you have any uh, questions for some of the... Well, yeah. like the uh, so I, I am going to you know, be asking questions because people are texting. So one of the questions, because earlier you guys mentioned about um, estate planning. Mm-hmm. Right. So one of the questions I was, um, someone asked was like, okay, so they have somebody, uh, a relative that owns a home, but they were saying, how can, what's the process if they want to remove it out the family? You know, so they don't want to keep it in the family. Anyone could pick that up. <laughs> Okay, the relative is already deceased? No, well, in, 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 in the event they are. So they want to start preparing. Oh, so after the person passes away, they don't want their house. Well, they don't want the, they say they don't want the property to stay a hair property. Don't, doesn't, okay. So that's interesting. <laughs> a lot of times, that's interesting. I've never heard someone I know, say, when well, grandma died, I don't want her house and I'm, I don't want it to be But you'd be surprised family. too. Yeah. Like a lot of, um, um, even even attorneys, they were saying, well, this person want to sell it. Well, they, they look yeah. yeah, or yeah. whatever, the money or whatever. So if you but. want to liquidate it, that's different. So if, let me answer it two part. A lot of times, if there isn't an estate plan in place, then uh-huh. like I said, you're going to have to go to probate court, right? Mm-hmm. Assuming that you want to actually um, keep your rights to the property. Not necessarily keep the property, but keep your rights to the property. So if ultimately, if you want to sell it, then you can. But, you know, folks with legal title are able to sell. Mm. 
So if you if there isn't a will and the person dies without a will, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then more than likely you'll have to go through the probate process before mm-hmm. you're able to sell the house. So let me ask you, because I know people say the trust is better because they were like in the will you go. I guess you end up going through probate mm-hmm. versus the trust. Right. That's what I've been heard. Not or is necessarily okay. true. So there's ways around that. OK. Right. The probate process is just the way to. Uh, transfer a legal title. Okay. There's other mechanisms that you could put in place that will automatically transfer a legal title when someone passes and then you can avoid probate altogether, right? The trust is one aspect, but it's not the only way. Okay. So a trust is, it depends on what the assets are that are going to be in the trust. Trust can be a little bit complicated. You need to have a trustee to oversee the trust, et cetera. And sometimes it might not necessarily um, be mm-hmm. the fit that you need. Mm-hmm. Everything is really tailored. It's not really cook- cookie cutter. You know, sometimes we get stuck on certain terms. My cousin told me about this trust. So what does that mean? I need, I need a trust. <laughs> or I need power of mm-hmm. attorney. Um, no, that's not Can exactly what you need. Can I trust the trust? Need. Right. <laughs> right. That's not exactly what you need. Yeah. So you do need to consult with an attorney so that they can see what right. it is that you specifically need for your for your um your estate planning. Gotcha. So to the flip side of that now is if you just want nothing to do with the property, you know, uh-huh, when someone uh-huh. passes away, it's a couple of different entities that are like automatically triggered. The property appraisal, social security, your creditors, mm-hmm. some folks just know very quickly. It's like a system that just gives them an alert. Okay. So what that means is the well, yeah I was gonna say she, what does that mean that like she died y'all she, she died, died. She died. Yeah. so they coming yeah. for their money that's what exactly. they're doing exactly coming yeah. for okay. their bread okay. so the homestead protection on that person's house is dies no longer with, there right, right. Okay. no longer there basically Correct. so the property appraiser is hitting the heirs up and letting you know the property taxes are due yeah. and that homestead protection is no longer there. So sometimes people get a Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, hold on now, hold on now. I got to get this right. Hold on. I'm taking notes right now. Wait a minute. So when is, okay, homestead exemption, what does it do? Like the beginning of the year, every year, that's when they renew it? Yeah, I guess late. Fall. I think I just got mine like November. Okay, so they said November. Like, November, if we knew something like that, November. I'm the worst property owner. I, I don't know. look. At I, this I'm the same age. way, but I'm terrible. But what I'm saying is, let's say they they pass away. Okay, so you you're saying that once that person passes away, that same day, that homestead kicks in. That I mean, they lose it. So now whatever the taxes are going to be without Whenever that. Whenever the new tax bill is it that upcoming November, when you get your oh, new tax bill, that homestead exemption is no longer on that tax bill. I got you. Homestead is also a legal construction that's under the Florida Constitution. Mm-hmm. You all know that your homestead is protected from creditors, right? Mm-hmm. So that protection on the property is still there, but that tax exempt status is no longer there mm-hmm. because right. the person has passed. Mm-hmm. So what that means is your heirs whoever takes over the property are going to get that nice bill in november right. if the property taxes let's put this in numbers if the property taxes was let's say two three thousand dollars as soon as someone passes and you get your new property bill it might it be may, double exactly it might be double, like five six yes exactly right so a lot of heirs get um again sticker shock with uh-huh. that five or six thousand like how are they going to come up with that and they try to avoid it they avoid paying the property taxes. They don't want to have anything to do with the house. They're not necessarily thinking about selling the house because they're more afraid of the bill from the mm. property appraisal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they will continue to ignore that bill, and then the house will eat. Or so it's two 
two different ways that this will happen. You'll ignore the property taxes, mm-hmm. and, additionally, and eventually the property can be available for a tax deed sale, mm-hmm. which is a forced which, sale of the property. So that means that someone could come buy the deed. That means they own it now? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Free and clear. So let's say the person owns, they owe 10000 and that somebody buys it for 10000 That means now... Their name is on the deed? So to all the investors, come call me and holler at me about these tax hey. deeds because they property investors, they are the quickest come up. Mm-hmm. So there are certain procedures that you do have to uh-huh. go through first. Uh-huh. But yes, ultimately, if you jump through so those how, hurdles. How long does that take place? Like, in other words, let's say it's due in November. Can like a person buy it? In December and no. have it, or does it take? It's some about time? three years. So it takes three years. It That's takes time. It's gonna accumulate. It's three years. So the property appraiser is gonna continue to see you notices. They notice ah, that you're gonna get okay. interest building it. on so it. So it's about they three give you years. chances. Yeah. yeah. So, so in other words, it's not like. Immediate, like no. that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, no, it's okay. not immediate. You have some time. So the other way that people right. could lose the house if they just don't have no interest in uh-huh, the house, uh-huh. someone passes away, right. and there's still a mortgage on the house. Mm-hmm. Correct. And so you're hit with the new property tax bill, and, and then there's a mortgage. So now you're like, I can't pay this mortgage. So you just ignore it, and it goes into foreclosure. Now, foreclosure, yeah, that's different. And then yeah. folks come in and scoop it up uh-huh. on the foreclosure sale. So if you don't want to have anything to do with folk, with your um, grandma, let's use her as an example. Mm-hmm. Your grandma house when she passed away, talk to your family members and see whether or not they'll consider selling the property. It would uh, be worth it for you to sell the property than right. for you to let somebody come in and scoop it up. Oh, okay. Damn. Okay. That's good to know. That's good to know. Wow. Any other questions? Uh mm-hmm. and then some um you have someone to ask for advice for Airbnb. You know, because I know in, in Miami-Dade County, um, you have to okay. register or, you know, the, the license or something in regards mm-hmm. to when you want to do commercial um, investing in regards to Airbnb. Yeah. Um, so they were saying, so what advice would you guys give for someone who wanted to get into that space? As a, You know, I guess things they need to set up, legal protection, et cetera. Um, as far as advice with that, I don't do too much um, in that space because it gets uh, real ticky-tacky. A lot of people... Um, are trying to get around telling the city or telling the county that they have um, Airbnb because uh, with that comes uh, different taxes, right? Uh, having an Airbnb space, uh, you have to register as what? A, a lodging? Yeah, a lodging? some kind of yeah, yeah, tax lodging that entity. comes along with um, that. Yeah. And even with that, um, you, might, you might come across, um, it, whether you be in an apartment complex or a condo complex or even in a, a particular community, a HOA, they might be against you having an Airbnb. So a lot of people do keep that on the low, so I tend to steer clear away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with any business, um, definitely look at your tax structure. Um, uh, look at a way to minimize how much you're paying in taxes because getting rental income, I know that's tax different. And having just agreements in place if you have more than one person um, in that property. And uh, just, just uh, I, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so you know, just to piggyback when you were talking about the, the yeah. uh, tax um, structure for companies, can mm. you kind of briefly go through like the different types? Because I often, especially with entrepreneurs, mm. sometimes they don't know. Like, do I do, do an LLC, a corporation, yeah. an S corp? Yeah. Like, what is p- appropriate for the things I'm trying to do? So, with um, anytime somebody comes to me with a consultation about starting a business or they already have a business, the first question I ask is. What is your tax structure? Because um, no matter what you're doing, if you're making money. What if they don't know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If they don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> we got to find out. We got to. Um, so if, if at the very worst, well, it depends, you know, uh-huh. how you filed it. But um, but anytime you're making money, the first person who eats no matter what is Uncle Sam. 
It's gonna come. I, I, I hate that uncle, man. Yes. I ain't never met that uncle in my <laughs> life. He's he not invited he to the family coming. reunion, but, but he's he gonna always coming. He gonna come. He gonna come around Easter. And, um, <laughs> he coming all the time. You better boy. feed him exactly what he him. needs, or he gonna come take it. And you know, oh, he's like worse than the mafia. It's not worse than the mafia. I tell you right now. Oh man. But um, so yeah, so tax structure is a huge thing. So um, just simple tax structure we could talk about. Like C corps, right? So they're mostly uh, for uh, corporations. Right. You can have an LLC taxes a C corp as well. Um, but the downside to a C corporation, well, let's, let's start with the upside. You can have a limited amount of investors, right? So we are on Robinhood or E Trade, whatever all these different apps. Most of those are C corporations. You can um, anybody can invest into your company, um, and you actually can get different tax breaks for having international investors. So people who are like uh, venture capitalists, they like a C-Corp because they know they're going to get um, certain tax benefits from right, investing right, right. into uh-huh. um, that entity. Um, but a downside to that is um, C-Corps are quote-unquote double tax, right? That double taxation. Um, taxation for a corporation is relatively low now in the, as in the past because um, that's one thing the orange guy did. You know what I'm saying? He, he lowered uh, corporate taxation. For, big, for the big boys. You know, exactly. But yeah. didn't Biden change that, no? Uh, we talking. <laughs> we, t- we talk about some things. Okay. Um, but, but even with that, uh, so the actual entity itself is taxed. And gotcha. when money leaves the entity, whether it be an investor or you're working for the entity, it's taxed again. So we call that, that double taxation. Um, and then you have an S corporation where um, it's a flow-through entity. So the actual entity itself is not taxed, right? So that's the benefit of it. In addition to that, you can give shareholders an S corporation dividends that are tax-free. As opposed to a C corporation, those dividends can be taxed, okay. right? But a downside to an S corporation, you can only have 100 shareholders right. as opposed to unlimited. And um, those shareholders must be United States entities and they must be or United States citizens, right? So that's that limitation of that. The next tax structure we could look at most common um, is a sole proprietorship, right? Um, those are available to what we call self-employment tax at a rate of 15.3%. So a lot of people have LLCs. They're thinking, well, I have this company, I have this. IRS does not care about your LLC at all. Mm-hmm. So we call those disregarded entities. Excuse me, right? So um, if you have an LLC, you're going to be taxed as if you don't have one, a uh, uh, sole proprietorship. So there's ways you can make different tax elections for your business and say, hey, I am a disregarded entity, I'm a sole proprietor, or I'm an LLC. I can choose to be taxed as an S-corp or C-corp. And depending on your needs, depending on your goals with that, um, we could sit down and talk about um, the best route to go with that. Okay. LLC, mm, yeah. Listen, that's yes. what I did. So what's important, I didn't mean to interrupt you, what's important for the layperson to know is there's a difference between the entity structure mm-hmm. and your tax structure. Mm-hmm. The entity structure helps prevent, uh, your, helps to protect you from liability. Correct. The tax structure is just as my colleague explained Sheltered how you? the exactly how the money is passed through, exactly. how the Correct. tax is paid. Correct. So to protect you from liability, if you're operating as a business, mm-hmm. right? Entertainment radio, right? Right, right? Entertainment radio, if they get sued. You're not getting sued personally, right? right? That's under the LLC, correct? Yeah. That's correct. So you have limited liability corporation, right? right? right. And the LLC is if you have other partners involved Mm -hmm. and, you know, you all limit your liability. You as an individual only responsible for what you did to Mm -hmm. mess up, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, when you're forming a business entity, Mm -hmm. a lot of people use these terms, LLC, Mm -hmm. um, professional associations, PA. Some people thought PA meant private attorneys. (laughs) 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 Right. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Inc. Everyone knows mm. Inc. is an incorporation, yeah, right. and think people think when they need to incorporate that they should get an Inc. 
but they don't realize all of the statutory requirements an ink has to go through mm-hmm, in order mm-hmm. to stay an ink. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's really important for you to talk right. to an attorney where you're creating these entities so that you can see what's actually best for your business. We could spend a whole two or oh, three no, hours listen, no, just yeah. on taxes two, three? business. Two, three, yeah. three days. Yeah. <laughs> three days. Right. But I, I would say on that on that note as well, um, so like you said, there's that tax structure component. Uh-huh. component and then there's also the corporate structure components when you're when you're messing with the different types of entities. Mm-hmm. So tax is just de- dealing directly with the IRS, how the IRS is going to treat you, mm-hmm. and corporations is most how you're going to deal. The corporate structure is going to deal um, just in these streets as you're operating, um, how other businesses can sue you or right. not sue you when you take on debts or different obligations with that. Gotcha. And it can get very fun. Well, for me anyway, it can get very fun to uh, plug and play different um, combinations of those to make it. As tax efficient. Listen, I I would love to continue this. We are <laughs> out of time right yeah. now. We definitely have to. I want to bring them a back. Part two. We have to do a part two. <laughs> There's so many things that was running in my head. I'm I'm telling you, like when y'all were just talking in the beginning, I had so many things. I was like, ah ah ah, and I wanted to write them down. But um, we're definitely gonna have to, you know. If you guys, because I know you guys are busy, you sound, <laughs> you guys sound very busy. But I would love to have you guys come back so we could kind of continue the discussion. And I know you do have um some questions, some more questions we could ask. Because I love to come back. I oh, know we definitely. didn't even scratch the surface. We got so much. <laughs> we didn't even scratch the surface. So no, I, I, okay. I mean, no. So. The thing is, too. I guess um maybe the in the last um the last minute, just share like things that's important that we you know for us community, especially in our community, what's important for li- for us to at least by tomorrow to say okay, let me look into that and mm-hmm. set this up. Damn so some God. advice that you would like to share with the audience. Okay. Um, so I will say knowledge is power, right? Mm-hmm. And our people perish for a lack of knowledge. Yes. So I think what's important is that um, during this time, we're still in a time of uncertainty, y'all. Yes. You know, we're not yes. out of the woods yet with COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone needs to get their house in order and mm-hmm. really start looking at mm-hmm. not only your financial um, financial plans for the upcoming year, mm-hmm. but get your estate planning needs in place, especially folks who have children. And mm-hmm. I'm talking to y'all and talking to myself because I don't even have my, my will together, right? Mm-hmm. But definitely we start thinking about your estate planning. Mm-hmm. Young entrepreneurs, if you are in a business relationship and mm-hmm. you don't have a written agreement with your business partner, you need to get that in order. Wow. Because we like, mm-hmm. we're like we hustlers, right? We come up with these wonderful business plans, but we don't realize that we need to have a very clear detailed let me, partnership agreement. Let me just ask those one thing at you before we close it out. Let's say you know, a person wrote something down where both parties, you know, agreed to and they signed and had it notarized. Is how does that stand up in court, court of law? That sounds great. You should get a lawyer to look at it. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. and, and that's it's an agreement. There you go. There you go. Answer my question. It's an agreement. It's an agreement. It don't stand. Right. <laughs> it's an agreement, but yeah. you know, it's it's like walking outside in the rain and you got on a hoodie. You want an umbrella or you want a hoodie? I got you. What type of protection do you want? Got you. So, ah. That's a good analogy. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> that's a great analogy. You, you can have an agreement, but is it enforced? Will it stand up? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So if, if I wrote, I had a partner. I said, okay, we going fifty fifty, and this is that, and then we both agreed, and we got it notarized. Like how? Uh, so they can say, no, like, I don't no, do 50 no how more. can I take this and use that agreement that we not notarized? To get, not to get too deep into don't it. Get, oh, uh, in other words, don't scare me. But yeah, <laughs> but these, these things come up all the time, especially this uh-huh. litigation. So people sue about. So we can uh-huh. say fifty fifty. But then we start operating like it's 7.30. Uh, Does that change the agreement? 
and that that possibly can't. You know what there I'm saying? So we have we might have an agreement, but you you kind of uh, chip me out of the uh, the piece. So mm-hmm. that's why I say get a lawyer to look at it. My yeah. final piece of advice. Uh. Don't sign anything, empty oh. thing, without <sighs> reading what you sign. I mean, your cable why contract, make the, Why didn't make the fine print so Because they don't think that you're going to sign it. You're going to read it. I got, I got it. glasses That's for why. that, so I'm, I'm going to get you. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> don't sign you need coming. a goddamn okay? <laughs> space telescope. Oh, man. To Real estate reading. transactions. Oh. I don't care what it is. A contract at your kid's school. I don't care. Don't okay. read. Don't sign it without reading it. But that's, okay, but that's, don't come to me afterwards yeah. after you sign the agreement and say I didn't know what was in it well, that's not what but I let meant me, but okay okay I, and I know we run out of time here but see now that's why I said we got to <laughs> because whenever you go to these places and let, let's just say you sign in an agreement mm. and they, they all know this area and the person that's making you sign, sign and right tell here, you right oh no you're just agreeing that um lying. that your name <laughs> is correct on here yeah. just sign right here okay oh no this section you're just uh, agreeing that um you know this is your number mm. and then you sign it and sign it people don't have time to read and then if they're reading something they don't understand like how can yeah. you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah. it's kind of like language a, barrier like stuck, so many other factors i would say too like um anytime you have a contract you do have the right to uh have a chance to get a chance to read it okay you know what I'm saying somebody time pressures you into signing a contract it, it goes back again it's just enforceable now mm-hmm. right so um so always um you have the power it's can good. i take that to court and say they pressured me Possibly. to sign this. I say, I say, wait a minute. <laughs> I told them I wanted my lawyer to look at it, but they made me sign it that same night. Possibly. We, we can, I mean, I would call that duress. You know, right. say I'll make an argument for you, but uh, <laughs> but when it, when it comes down to it, you always got a right. So don't don't ever the get pressured. The glove didn't fit. You gotta, quit. But I will say a quick advice um, on my end is um, a lot of us do have different ideas in our communities. Right, right, right. Um, that's why I named my firm First Step. A lot of people are scared to take that first step. Uh-huh, so okay. go ahead and take that first step with myself um, and definitely get an accountant on board. Um, you, there are legal components to owning a business and, um, and making money out here, and there's a way to do it in a very structured way. Uh-huh. Uh, so take those steps, um, take your time, and um, you can make anything happen whatever, with all your ideas. You know what I'm saying? Man, my company will be jumping ahead first because I'm like, <laughs> I mean, yours is great. It's great job. I mean, oh, man, awesome. We got to definitely come back, and let's see um, when we could uh, maybe you know continue the conversation flow. Anything else you want to add before you know? Now we just want to thank you guys for coming and sharing your um, your knowledge and information to the community. Thank you, Ben, for putting this platform. And I just love being part of, like you said, things that empower us mm-hmm. so they yes. make better decisions moving forward. We, we need to get our people right. Our people, our community needs to get right. You know, I'm a light skinned Haitian. I probably Creole and all Let's that. Let's go. I right. see him. I see him. Yeah, man. So I'm like, you know, I hate some people like yeah. you know. And I got a lot of questions for y'all. I'll, 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 you know, everything y'all talk about. Oh, shit, I gotta get my <laughs> I gotta get my shit together, boy. Like I'm like, oh god damn. Man. Oh, man. So, um, but that's yeah. the thing. That's why it's important to have these conversations because you're looking yes. you're like, uh, let me you start counting. Like, yeah. oh wait a minute, yes. let me go back and, so, and make yes. this correct. You so know, I, I would say too, just as far back as our generation as uh-huh. we're making these movements in here. I'm a uh, child of immigrants. I'm just growing up. I'm seeing more now, more professionals in our spaces, in our communities, whether it's Caribbean, African American, Hispanic, Latino. Um, so we're growing, and uh, we just gotta make ourselves more accessible. You Beautiful. Know what I'm and, uh, we wanna make some some things happen. Let them know we'll how they you. can like contact you, your information, social media, and stuff like that. Let them yeah. know, please. Um, okay. No, go ahead. Um, social media: First Step underscore Legal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my um, Instagram. First Step Legal is my Facebook. You can give me a call at nine five four. 
225-2990. And um, we'll make it happen. There you go. You can find me on the web at LA Law Firm PA. You can mm-hmm. find me on Instagram and Facebook uh, under my name, L'Oreal R. Scott. Mm-hmm. The firm doesn't have their uh, social media up. We've been chilling. We've been blessed and um, didn't need to advertise. So holla at me under L'Oreal R. Scott or holla at my website, LA Law Firm PA. Are y'all not the type, like I hear in the commercials where call them at any time of the day at night. Hey, yeah, I need a lawyer. <laughs> y'all answer calls on any no. commercials? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you got a problem late at night, call the Avengers, call the police. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> this is an emergency, dial 911. <laughs> there you go. Listen, don't be calling them no damn 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. All right. You know, business hours, yes, business sir. hours. But thank you so much. Round of applause. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank to you. you. Awesome. You guys right here. Thank you so much. Right. Y'all keep it locked. Flo, let them know your social media before we get out of here. Of course, it's Florence Gaspar across all boards, social media. Um, so any consulting and, you know, of course, having the, the plug, the network in, in order to get things in place. I call you extension cord. <laughs> <laughs> extension cord. So, you know, if you have, like you said, business or any family matter, you know where to find us. There you go. Yes. Thank you so much. Ben Hop, make sure you check us out. Right here, excitementradio.com. We on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just ask Siri, ask Alexa, play Excitement Radio, we pop up. All right, y'all keep it locked. Peace, we out.